Hello, 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 and welcome back to Formula E Byte, the podcast that brings you Formula E updates in bite-sized chunks. And this episode, the chunk that we are biting is the recent Cape Town E-Prix, the first E-Prix we've had in Cape Town, and actually the first time that South Africa has had a world championship race of any kind, uh, an official world championship certified race that is, in something like nearly 30 years, which is a long time. And I think it's fair to say it was worth the wait because that was a lot of fun. I really liked Cape Town as a circuit, as an event, as an Epri. I thought it was great fun. So what did we see? What were some of the main takeaways? Well, we saw beautiful scenery, absolutely beautiful. I know I always go on about the scenery and the backdrops at at Ypres and the locations that are chosen always being stunning, but they always are. And I know I was speaking about it, I think it was pretty much the first thing I started going on about in the last podcast as well, but it did look good and it looked amazing. Amazing, amazing. Imagine being there to watch what was a, a fun race, a little bit chaotic as, as always at some some points, but in that backdrop, amazing. And we saw a really good and really interesting circuit as well, I thought. And I think I said in the last podcast as well that from the look of the, the layout that Formula E put out ahead of the, uh, the race, I thought it had the potential to be a quick circuit and that qualifying had the potential to be really good and it was. It was. We saw some seriously rapid quali laps, including Formula E's fastest ever set by Finestras. And that section of the circuit from turns eight and nine, I wasn't really too sure what to make of them before the pre. I did, I did say in the last pod, but I very much enjoyed that, especially with DaCosta driving like a madman, a brilliant madman, twice with his overtakes on Cassidy and Verne. He was brilliant in Cape Town, Da Costa, that is. He he was so good. And like we touched on in previous pods, Porsche look promising this season. But now I think we can say for sure they are a serious team this year. Very different outcomes for the two Porsche drivers, though. Da Costa getting the glory with that well-deserved win and Verline crashing with, with Boemi. And that was Verline's fault, really, with the mistake. Fortunately for him... Dennis, his closest rival in the title standings, also had a bad weekend and didn't get any points for the second race in a row now. I know he had that drive-through penalty for the tyre pressure and not sure how much he can really be blamed for that, but he didn't drive his best in Cape Town anyway. But let's take a look at how this unfolded. Let's start, as we always do in these reviews, let's start with the qualifying. In qualifying group A, the four fastest drivers that went through from fourth place to first. We had Vern, Verline, Cassidy, and the man who was on fire, Finestras, going through at top of the group. Whilst in group B, the four drivers from there, fourth was Gunter, Boemi, Evans, and Rast, top of the group. So into the knockout rounds. The quarterfinal, the matchups we had, we saw Cassidy against Verline, with Cassidy winning that duel. Finestras 
was faster than Vern in their quarterfinal, whilst Evans got the better of Buemi and Gunter was faster than his compatriot Rast. So then the semi-final matchups, we had Finestras against Cassidy and Finestras went through to the final and then Gunter took on Evans and won. So then in the final to decide the pole sitter, we had Finestras versus Gunter and Finestras stormed his way to pole position. His first as well in Formula E. But who finished in significant places? That's a, such a weird way to go about it. Who, or what, what do we really want to look at? Who got points? And is there anyone whose finish was notable? That could not have been worded any more strangely. Right. What's wrong with you? Okay. So, I guess where we'll start is Finestras. Really, really felt for him. He had an amazing qualifying session and he was driving a good race. He was in third place up until literally the last lap where he he had that uh, collision, that contact with Nick Cassidy and ended up really quite devastatingly crashing out of the race. He hit, hit a wall and that was that for him. Um, not that made it sound like something really bad happened to him. As in, that was the end of his race. He's fine. Just upset. Um, so, really felt for him because that was very nearly a really, 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 really good weekend for him. It was still a good weekend, but that's gonna that's gonna be very that's gonna be very hard for him. I think that's that's it's haunting. I'd imagine almost so close to a podium after a really brilliant race and a brilliant qualifying that's that's got to hurt I'm sure also Dennis as I mentioned no no points for him finished 13th but on a happier note Jake Hughes got one point for finishing 10th Lotterer finished 9th Nato 8th Van Dorn 6th not not bad from Van Dorn I think he's still finding his way a little bit at his new team. He started in 12th, so not bad for him to finish 7th, rather. Yeah, he finished 7th. I think he said 6th just then. Um, Van Dorn finished 7th, up from 12th. It's, it was it was okay for him. Hopefully, he can settle in at uh, DS Penske. I think, technically, a title defence is not impossible, but it's starting to get to the point where you wonder how likely that might be. There's still a lot of the season to go, but I think, like... His his race in Cape Town, his previous races have been okay, not, you know, world-beating. Tictum was sixth. I thought he was actually pretty good this weekend. Buemi finished fifth. Rast had a, a, a very strong drive up from 10th and still showing that McLaren is, is a, it looks like a good car. I, I do think it looks like a good car. It's just, I mean, their, their consistency has been mad. Not in, like, mad bad. I don't know what's happening with words for me today. Anyway, the podium. Now, these three, I thought, were really good. Cassidy finished third, which is where he started the race. Vern started fifth, picked up the fastest lap and finished second. And Da Costa was amazing. Started 11th and won 
the whole thing. And yeah, I thought his his driving was excellent in Cape Town. Well-deserved win. So then, the podium prediction. The part of the episode where I pick three drivers that I think would be on the podium. So that's what I did in the previous episode for the, the preview of this EPRI. And I said I thought Dennis, Rast and Lotterer would be on the podium. And I, I doubled down pretty hard on Dennis as well. I was certain that he would be on the podium. I was very wrong. Uh, and I was wrong with the others as well. Uh, I was close with Rast though. I was close. But ultimately wrong. So no points for me there in my imaginary scoreboard. Uh, but if you think you could do better than me you probably can then you can email a prediction to show.formulaebytes at gmail.com and i'll read out any good ones okay let's have a a look now then at the driver's standing so we're going to start with the top 11 because 10th and 11th have the same amount of points so let's let's do that 11th is lotterer with 18 points degrassi is 10th also with 18 points Jake Hughes is ninth. He has 28 points, as does Sam Bird in eighth place. He, Bird didn't have a good weekend. He didn't have a good weekend uh, in India either, where he got a DNF. But for Cape Town, he didn't even start the race because of, of damage that he sustained to his car. He's been quite unlucky recently. But in seventh place is Rene Rast on 38 points. Boemi is sixth with 41 points. Cassidy is fifth with 43. Da Costa, off the back of the last two Ypres where he has got back-to-back podiums, third in Hyderabad, first in Cape Town. He now has 46 points as a result. And his old teammate, Jean-Eric Verne, is in third place on 50 points. Back-to-back podiums for him as well, might I add. And Dennis is still second despite two Ebre in a row with no points picked up. So he still has 62. Verline is top still with 80 points and didn't pick up anything in round five in Cape Town. So we will wrap up the episode there. We have a little break in Formula E. Actually, the next Ebre is not until Sao Paulo on the 25th of March. So a couple of weeks without Formula E, but Formula E Bytes will be back ahead of that EPRI for the preview episode ahead of the racing. But until then, make sure you are subscribed or following Formula E Bytes wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until then, goodbye.